You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Welcome to the Cardinal Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan, not coming to you from Bush Stadium today like normal. Instead, we are a couple blocks uh, down the way here in downtown St. Louis at KMOX, our radio partner, the flagship of the Cardinal Radio Network. And that's because we are with Cardinal Radio's Alex Ferrario. You can hear him on weekends, Cardinal pre and post game, and then also throughout the schedule during the week on KMOX. And if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, you hear him then some too. Uh, Alex, buddy, good to be with you. Uh, you and I go way back. This is this is fun. It's like old times here. Yeah, this is a long time coming. Only we're not uh, tied in a little tiny radio studio down in Linda Woods' basement. <laughs> so this is this is good. I was been excited to uh, get a chance to chat with you and uh, get to do a little podcast on the Cardinal side. So. Yeah, super super fun to be talking Cardinal baseball. Uh, more than that, though, today I just kind of want to pick your brain about what it's like to work on the biggest radio network in the game. We're really proud of our affiliation with KMOX with uh, I think it's 155 stations on the Cardinal Radio Network. And I was thinking on the way over here, I've known you forever, one of my closest friends, but I'm trying to think when you first started hosting Cardinal Pre and Post. Was it 15? Walk us through that. Yeah, the first full season was actually last year, where I started at the beginning of the season and went all the way through. 2015 was when I got my chance to do first Cardinals Pre and Post game And that was only my third year into being with KMOX because I started as a producer and worked my way up into an apprentice and then worked my way up to an opportunity doing pre and post. So, yeah, two years ago was my first radio network broadcast. And let me tell you something, Brett, I don't think I've ever been as intimidated. And I can go to situations where high school football, when we called it at Lindenwood and my first opportunity, I've never been in front of a microphone other than as an intern Um, I can even go back to when I took my driving test and I was intimidated, but this was the most intimidated I have ever been when I know that there's 155 radio stations that are all plugged into our broadcast. Yeah, it's crazy for me to think about, and I was an intern at KMOX way back in the day, and uh, you were were never an intern here, I don't think, but you've worked uh, at just about every other facet of the sports department. You just think about the names that have been associated with Cardinal Baseball on the radio, Harry Carey. Jack Buck, Bob Costas was a KMOX guy. Now, you know, you've got uh, Chris Rabu, who's crazy talented yourself. Same situation. Tom Ackerman, who does a great job. He's your boss. You just think about all the, the names and the way that the game has gone out across the whole country, especially on this frequency. That's got to be humbling when you sit in that chair, right? It, it really is. And, and it first of all, it shows the talent that St. Louis has and how talented those people are when they do Cardinals broadcasts. I mean, like you just mentioned, Brett, Jack and Joe Buck, a part of these broadcasts, Harry Carey, uh, even a Dan McLaughlin who had his start here at KMOX, who's on the television side now. And, and to put myself into that category of those Hall of Famers, those people that are connected to Cardinals baseball, you think of those names, it, it really is a, a weird situation for me to sit here and say, 10, 15, 20 years ago, Joe Buck was doing this. Bob Costas was doing this. Like, like, how do I fit into those shoes of me doing these broadcasts? And it's just such a cool 
thing to know that I'm in that company. And, you know, it puts a little pressure when you're doing the broadcast because you know you kind of want to live up to those standards. But on the other hand, it's a way to build your character and identity on the radio. And all of those guys had the opportunity to do that. And me being a 27 year old in this position, it's an opportunity for me to do the same thing. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing to, to get to be a part of it. And it's a blessing every day when you're, you're talking about Cardinal baseball uh, on the radio, I'm sure, no doubt, you know, I, I, just for, so people, they hear you all the time on the weekend and, and on sports open line or the scoreboard shows, if they're here locally in St. Louis, but what you do obviously is different than what John Rooney and Mike Shannon and Mike Claiborne or Rick Horton on the road uh, are doing in the booth. You're doing pre and post. Walk us through on a typical day. Let's say that they're playing a Saturday game, 7:15 first pitch here at, at home at Bush. Yeah. What do you What are you doing from the time you wake up until you know the end of the game? What's a day look like in in Radio World for you? Yeah, well, you know, it really goes to the night before. You know, on a Friday night when I know that I'm doing pre or post on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, like you said in the scenario, I'm watching every single detail the night before, and I pay close attention throughout the week because you kind of want to know what's going on, or you kind of want to know what the ins and outs of this team are. But specifically that night before. I want to see, because it's the start of the series usually. Friday is usually the start of the weekend series, so I want to see where the players are, what the what the moves are, what the game plan is there, and that kind of goes into what I do come Saturday. I like to jot notes down, but I don't get too deep into the numbers until Saturday. Saturday morning, you know, if it's a 7-15 first pitch, I don't go on the air. We don't go on the air until 55 minutes before first pitch. So a 7-15 start means I'm on the network at 6-20. Um, I'm usually here in the studio about three hours before we go on the air. It's an opportunity for me to sit down and pull out some deeper numbers that I jotted notes down the night before. It's an opportunity to see what the news and notes are going into this game, what the big storylines are going to be, pay close attention to the pitching matchup, some of the numbers like that. And then we also kind of plan out who the guests are because I personally think, and I've listened to probably 10 or 15 different network pregames throughout Major League Baseball. Maybe I'm biased here, but I think this is the best one because this is the only broadcast that I've been able to listen to out of other 15 teams where they go as in-depth as we do. And, you know, we have the manager on every pregame. Mike Matheny chats with either John Rooney or Mike Shannon every single pregame. We always have Kyle McClellan, a former Cardinals pitcher who won the World Series in 2011, on our network to where he talks about the deeper and the other side of the game that maybe we don't know because we're not players. Kyle McClellan is a former player in that locker room. But we also do something we call the reporter's notebook where we get some type of reporter, whether it's for the other team, our team, somebody that's in the media that's at the game or that has a different angle than what we do, we make sure that we have that element. And then we always have player audio. We always have Memphis Redbirds highlights or Springfield Cardinals highlights. We like to dig into everything that Cardinals fans want to hear. And again, I don't think there's anything like that throughout Major League Baseball. So that's kind of a, a dive into what pregame looks like. Postgame's a little different. I think that's the biggest perk of this job is the fact that I can sit in this studio on a road game and watch this game, among other games, take notes down, and then go talk about it afterwards. You guys have a pretty cool setup at the ballpark, too. It's kind of back behind the green seats where folks come through the Cardinal Club. You guys have a little studio, and you do post-game from over there. I love just sitting down there and kind of watching the world go by sometimes, the, the bustle <laughs> of the ballpark yeah. uh, underneath. 
um, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, totally, Brett. That's actually, uh, it's such a funny situation for me because sitting down there in the last few innings before the game's done, you know, I'm getting ready for post game. And what's so cool about working for KMOX and what's so cool about being there for post game is you get a bunch of the fans that come out and they all line up in front of the window and stare. And you kind of think you're in the zoo for a little <laughs> bit. Like, I kind of feel like an animal in exhibit because I'm sitting there watching it and, you know, waving at people. Some people will come by and take pictures. But that's just the cool part about being a part of Cardinals Nation and being the flagship station for the Cardinals because we're such a historic station. People think KMOX. They think Jack Buck and all of the elaborate names that we just discussed but you get to be in that category when you're broadcasting from Bush Stadium, and it's just a cool historic thing. Yeah, I grew up in St. Louis, and I'm, I'm a lifelong Cardinal fan, so it's kind of cool to like cover the team like I do from the insider's perspective with Cardinal Insider. But even as a fan and a guy who I would say was really well acquainted with Cardinal history growing up, I feel like I have a, a much greater respect and understanding of the scope of really what baseball means to this town mm-hmm. ever since I took this job. Do you kind of feel that same way where, like, when you now are on the inside, quote-unquote, you really, for the first time, maybe have a clear picture of what baseball means to St. Louis? Oh, 110%. And it's so funny because after we do our post-game show, I always like to open it up to phone calls. And if a team wins, you really don't see many phone calls because people are like, yeah, our team's good but not here in St. Louis, not with the Cardinals. You have people calling nonstop, wanting to give their opinions on the team, wanting to talk about the team, wanting to tell the history of the team that people remember. And even when it's just walking around, you know, when I we do pregame on home games from Ballpark Village, and just walking from Ballpark Village to Bush Stadium, that should be a five-minute walk for me. No, it takes like 20 minutes because people want to stop you and talk to you about being a part of the network and being around the team. You know, what's this person like or what's it like being around this? That shows you how much this team means to people. And it also shows you how much it means to the city because, look, we have 155 networks on our radio network for Cardinals games. That's not just because the Cardinals are good. It's because people want to know what the Cardinals are doing. It's not just here in the state of Missouri. We get calls from Canada. We get calls from Texas. We get calls from, I think we've gotten calls from Mexico before, to be honest with you. We had Tom Ackerman on the podcast actually talking about, you know, the network and the scope early this year because we're celebrating 125 years. And he said, yeah, one time he was in here doing postgame and saw Mexico on the board and thought, oh, Mexico, Missouri, which is in central Missouri if you're not from the area. It's 90 minutes west of the ballpark. And he said he clicked on it, and the guy said, no, I'm in Mexico, the country. (laughs) It's unbelievable how far that this station reaches. And, again, that kind of shows you how much this team means to this city. It's that important. It is. uh, It's really incredible. I think it's interesting that you said, too, I I love the atmosphere on game days, and I think it's neat that – people will stop you and want to pick your brain that that says a lot about our fans how knowledgeable they are and mm-hmm. and just understanding that you're even a part of the network i want to go back to something that you said a little bit earlier we're talking to alex ferrario by the way pre and post game show host uh, mostly on the weekends with the st louis cardinal radio network you were mentioning all the different uh what we would call franchise pieces i guess within the the pre and post game yeah. shows you get to talk to some pretty cool people yeah. within the game, whether they're people that cover the game or former players or current players. You've interviewed a lot of people in other sports, too. Is there somebody that you've sat down with where you went, holy cow, I cannot believe I am sitting here interviewing 
fill in the blank. I've had three people this season that I immediately texted my dad afterwards and said, you will not believe who I just interviewed. The first one being Jim Edmonds. And Jim Edmonds is a guy that you kind of – He's around St. Louis, so it's not like it's it's rare to to be able to talk to him. But for me, who's 27 years old and will never forget that 2004 series against the Houston Astros when he hit that home run, that was incredible to me, to be able to sit there and pick his brain about the baseball team and just talk to him and get his opinion and talk to him about some of his playing days. So that was one. Uh, two was Lee Smith. And I've heard stories about Lee Smith of the type of player he was and, and for how good he was and for how he should be into the Hall of Fame. So that was really cool. And then talking to Whitey Herzog and being at that 87 celebration here at Bush Stadium, I've been around Whitey a couple of times. I've met him a couple of times, but I've never been able to actually talk to him. And that was supposed to be a three-minute interview and it turned into a 33-minute interview. So that kind of tells you what type of person Whitey Herzog is. So I have those all every day when I get to interview people. Like, it, it just it's, it's the nature of this business. When you get to interview players that you grew up watching or coaches or broadcasters, but those three this season, to me, have been uh, one of the best to be able to talk to. I've had the pleasure of talking to Whitey a couple times this year. We're, we're honoring him with our Cards Rat Pack campaign. Every year we kind of look at a different uh, alumni. It was Lou Brock, I believe, last year, yep. Whitey this year. The thing that amazes me about Whitey is how sharp he is in relation to the game. I, he He thinks about the game on a level that... Even for me, somebody who spends a lot of time around it, it's hard to keep up with him. Oh, yeah. It's amazing the way that he looks at it and analyzes it and just still can talk baseball. I mean, like he's still managing somewhere. Yeah. It's incredible. He watches every single game that he can. And that was one of the questions I asked him that, you know, how much advice do you give to some of these players and managers? And he said, you know, I like to stay my distance because – He's in charge. It's their game. But I'm not afraid to give them my opinions. And he says, I watch 99% of the game. The only time I miss games is when I'm out. And that's incredible to me. I mean, you talk to former athletes that are retired. A lot of them love the game still and want to be around the game. But some of them just distance themselves. They say, okay, I got to do it. That's done. I'll give you an example. Bo Hart was one of those guys I talked to. He runs an insurance agency in Georgia. And I asked him, I said, do people say, oh, my gosh, you're Bo Hart? He's like, yeah, I get it. But. I don't really talk about it that much because it was just something that I did. So that to me is like, wow, you, you, that's normal. But to to see Whitey Herzog and he's a Hall of Fame manager, but to watch every single game still and and to still be so crisp at the strategy and things that he thinks shouldn't be in the game, that's what makes Cardinals baseball so amazing and historic because all of those former players stick around the team still. And they give their opinion. You don't have a lot of teams where they have all of these for, hall, former Hall of Famers and former players giving their advice to their current players still. It's crazy. We just had Hall of Fame weekend, I guess, uh, what, three three weekends ago. Yeah. And that was my first one with the club. And you're standing there and you're looking around at all these red jackets and you're thinking, these guys played for one franchise. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, you could fill a wing in Cooperstown, it feels like, <laughs> with the guys standing in this room right now and they all played for one franchise, it, it really is incredible. We're in uh, mid-September as we record this. The, the podcast will be out here uh, toward the end of the season in, in late September, the end of the regular season at least. 
I got to ask you this because I know it definitely applies to the players and even sometimes to the writers. Do you kind of feel the grind uh, as a radio guy? Because I know for me, it all starts to blend together at some point. I have to really stay on my game to try to remember <laughs> what's going on and be thinking about the storylines that are relevant because it, it really is 162 games. It's a marathon. Yeah, it really is. And I, I do feel the grind every once in a while because it is such a long season and you have to find ways to be creative with what you're talking about because you can't go on the air every single day and say, well, the Cardinals scored three runs and they just missed out on it. You can't do that because it just gets old after a while. And baseball is so great because things change all the time. You know, you don't know what to expect in a game, but it, it can get dry every once in a while where you have to think of more creative ways. So that part of it, yeah, I, I feel the dog days of the season when we get into that lull. But what's so cool about this job is you get to put in your creativity towards it. And that's the part that I kind of forget that it's a 162-game season. Now, granted, I do the weekends and I fill in when Chris Raby or Tom Ackerman aren't available. So I'm not at the ballpark every single day covering every single pregame and postgame like Chris Raby and Tom Ackerman are. But I'm in a lot. And before I did this, I was in the locker rooms getting audio and cutting it up for postgame. So... That part of it was fun to me because you didn't know what was going to change. You didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what player was going to say what. And that part kind of keeps it fresh to me to where I can think of different creativity topics to get into because you're trying to just pay close attention to what person says what. And that side of it, you can come up with different angles. And that part of it, I think, makes the season go by quicker. Favorite moment in your time covering the team, whether it be since you got on the air as doing the pre-post or whether it was just when you were getting sound in the clubhouse. Is there a, a moment that's been your favorite? I'll give you two. Uh, one of them was earlier this season. I got off the air and was walking back to Ballpark Village and somebody shook my hand and said, I love listening to you on the radio. That was really cool to me because 27 years old, there's a lot of guys that are better. Pretty much all of the guys are better than me at this. Um, but that was really cool. And then the other one in terms of Cardinals baseball, uh, it was my first year working for KMOX. Like literally my first year, I came out of doing an internship for the Blues and was a producer. And Ben Boyd, our executive sports director here at KMOX said, hey, it's the NLCS against the Dodgers. We need you to cover the locker room with me. I said, okay, cool believe it was it was the clinching game I don't remember what game that was um and I was in a locker room I didn't know what to expect I've seen it on television before when the guys are <laughs> busting out the champagne bottles and putting the goggles on and pulling out the little water guns filled with champagne I said okay come on like it, it, they're all in the middle of the room there's no way I'm gonna get hit by champagne people don't even know who the heck I am why wrong well yeah why am I <laughs> so I go in there with Ben and and, and I, this is a great story because we walk down into our studios below and Ben goes into the studio opens up his book bag and pulls out a raincoat and I looked at him and I said come on dude like come on there's no way you need a raincoat to go in there I said I'm in I'm in like a suit like come on he said you don't understand you've never done this before you're gonna get soaked I said no I'm not I'm I'm, I'm 25 years old. You don't know who the heck I am. So we walk into the locker room and everyone was spraying champagne. Like you were hitting from one angle of the room to the other, just shaking it and spraying it. So we walk in there and we're walking around just trying to grab players and people are dumping bottles on everybody. And I will never forget, I was standing at the locker 
getting Michael Waka audio and Colton Wong walked over and just dumped a bottle of champagne on my head. And I looked at Ben and Ben looked at me and he goes, I told you. So if I ever am in there again, which, you know, it's such a rare opportunity and the Cardinals are so good that they're there so much. But if I ever do that again, I'm going in there with a hazmat suit because I just don't trust what those people do with champagne bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. And uh, yeah, Ben Boyd, he's he's one of my favorite. I can just imagine him pulling pulling that out of the yeah. backpack and <laughs> suiting up. People wear goggles, too. I mean, it's yeah. it's big thing. It burns. You've, I've seen I've never seen a super soaker filled with champagne before. John Jay. That used to be his move. But yeah. And it does burn. It like, does. I didn't know to keep my eyes shut when it's dumped on my forehead. And so that kind of was an eye-opener for me, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a young guy. You, you've mentioned that, and it, it is impressive to see where you're at for being the age that you are. That comes with a lot of pressure, I would think, even added on top of just getting on and opening up a mic and knowing that you're talking to 155 affiliates. Being in your 20s and doing it has to be hard. Um, you know, you have to have thick skin in this business. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice or encouragement that you got coming up? Because I'm sure somebody will listen to this that was where you and I were, you know, five, six, seven years ago with a dream. Yeah. What's the most important nugget that anyone ever gave you on your way? You know, I've had so many people here at KMOX that have been influential to me in my first four years working here. I never thought I would be on the air at 27 years old doing this. But guys like Steve Moore, our program director, Mike Claiborne, who's a part of us here at KMOX and also part of the Cardinals uh, broadcast team, Ben Boyd, Tom Ackerman, all of these guys were so helpful to me, telling me that, look, you're 26 years old, you're 27 years old, but don't think of it that way. You know, you're on the air for a reason. And the best advice that I got from them was to create your own identity. I've spent so many nights listening to different pre and post game hosts listening to different broadcasts and you take all of those people and you want to kind of mock what not mock uh, imitate what they do on the radio um you know chris kerber's goal calls and excitement on blues hockey or mike shannon's get up calls or even the interview skills that tom ackerman provides where he just makes it so personal those are all things that i want to do but i just you don't want to be that person because you have to create your own identity. And that's what they told me. They said, look, go out there and do you just go on the air and be Alex Ferrario. People will love to learn that person. And if you create your own identity, you're going to find success in it. And that's what I try to do every day. You know, I don't try and go out there and, and, and put on a broadcaster's voice. I don't try and go out there and, and be a hot takes kind of person when I'm on the radio, making people ticked off. I just like to go out there and talk about the game as a fan who grew up watching Cardinals baseball and providing information to people that want to know about this team. So I would say that's the best advice I could get. And, and for anybody who wants to be in this business, you know, yeah, you need thick skin and yeah, you need to work hard, but you just need to be yourself. That's the only way you're going to be successful is if you go out there and be the person that you are on the radio. A few more minutes with Alex Ferrario from Camel X and the Cardinal Radio Network. Now, you started out as a booth intern with the St. Louis Blues. They also are flagshipped by Camel X on their radio network. And one of the things that I've always admired as a friend of yours and a guy that's watched you come along professionally is 
you were a baseball fan, um, and you know, if you feel differently, please say so. But I think you probably were hockey first for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's been neat to see how you're as knowledgeable as any baseball guy that I know. Yeah. What did you do to to get to that point? Well, I appreciate that, and and you are correct. I grew up going to the arena and the Keel Center with my dad. I was a Blues fan all my life, and I. I I watched Cardinals baseball with my dad. My grandma worked for Anheuser-Busch. Uh, so I was a Cardinals fan, but I was kind of a, I'll go if there's tickets, Cardinals fan. I wasn't a diehard Cardinals fan. So I knew about baseball, but I didn't know that much about baseball. And, you know, that was one of the big challenges for me when I got this job is Cardinals are everything here in St. Louis. Blues are important, but Cardinals are everything. And I got to know my stuff. And so it wasn't easy. You know, I, I, I can't say that I read a baseball for dummies book because I didn't, <laughs> but it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of like I did because, you know, I spent time talking to guys like Mike Claiborne asking questions, uh, even former players like Kyle McClellan asking questions about things like that. And it's, it, it was watching all of the games and listening to John Rooney and Mike Shannon and Dan McLaughlin when he's got guys like Tim McCarver on with him on the broadcast. Those were so important to me because I could sit there and, and, and learn why a player did something or why this happens without knowing it before. And they kind of explained it to me. So, you know, I knew the history of Cardinals baseball. I knew how important it was to the city, but I just didn't know all of the details into baseball, like all these specifics that players pay close attention to. And again, it wasn't easy, but I spent a lot of time watching Cardinals baseball, listening to Cardinals baseball and reading books just to kind of make sure that I knew my stuff. And by no means do I think that I know everything. Uh, I don't. But I feel like I learn every single day when I get the chance to listen to the broadcast or even just get to watch the games. What's the part of the job that you find yourself enjoying the most? It's a good question. Um, there's a lot to enjoy. There is. <laughs> there, there's really, I, I mean, you know, as the, as the sports geek inside of me, the fact that I can sit here and get paid to watch the game and talk about it on the radio, that's the best part. But, no, uh, interviewing the players, um, you know, the first time I went into the locker room, Brett, as an in, as a uh, as a producer, I kind of fangirled a little bit. Like you walk in there and you're like, I've been watching these guys forever. Like, how am I supposed to go over there and act professional and interview them? That was tough. Um, but getting to interview those players and getting to build a, a rapport with them is important in this business. To be able to walk over to somebody and not just put a microphone in their face and, and ask questions that they don't want to be asked, but just walk over and and talk to them about things that they're that they love to do that are important to them. Uh, so I, I would say that's my favorite part, you know, getting in to go into the locker room. I'll give you a great example. Um, last year when my wife and I went to Hawaii on our honeymoon, I knew nothing about Hawaii. Like, I don't know what I was getting myself into. And I walked over to Colton Wong and I think Colton was expecting me to ask about the, the, the slump that the Cardinals were in. And I walked up to him and I said, Colton, this is a really weird question but I need you to tell me the hot spots of where to go in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm going with my wife. And he laughed and he said, I love it. Cause he, he loves Hawaii. Yeah, He's from he, Hawaii. Oh, he does. And I think we spent 15 minutes talking about hot spots to go in Hawaii. And it was the best trip I've ever taken. So that to me is my favorite part to be able to walk up to a player and introduce myself and, and, and build that relationship with them. That's something that, fans don't get to do you don't get to have a relationship with a player and, and have them know you by name but 
that's the, one of the perks of this business. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. I think that's a really fun. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was in your wedding and I didn't even I didn't even know <laughs> I don't that know you. If my were, wife knows that <laughs> you were getting Hawaii tips from Colton <laughs> Wong. Hey, hey, I will say Colton Wong gave me the best restaurant to go to in Hawaii and the best beach to go to. Oh, in well, Hawaii. you know I'm all about food, so you gotta. I'm not going to Hawaii anytime soon. But where are we where are we eating <laughs> well, if we're on the Colton well, Wong if we program? Go, we're going together. So, <laughs> <laughs> where do you, uh, where do you send you on it, the Big it Island? It was this little tiny shack that was off of uh we stayed in uh, in Waikiki and you know there's a lot of areas that that it's a tourist area so people are all over the place but he said look you need to go up this highway I can't even think of what the name of it was called he said you need to go up this highway and get off the highway and there's this little shack there that doesn't look like it's worth anything uh and it was it had the best chicken teriyaki sandwich with pineapple I've ever had in my life so props to you Colton <laughs> yeah it's one of the things I've really enjoyed too about uh just being around the team more regularly. I know Tommy Pham's a guy that uh, this year I've kind of I've been to some events where he's been a keynote speaker with the the eye disease that he has, and um, I've seen him work with kids at, during hospital visits. And there's other guys too that are doing great work. Right. It's not just Tommy. I don't mean to unfairly you know focus on him, but it's neat to see those guys when they are away from the field and get a sense of who they are as people, kind of like you were, were talking about with Colton, because. That's a part of the game. It, it really is. And you know what's so funny about this business too, Brett, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, before I got into this, I was a fan. And when things go wrong for the Cardinals, I won't lie, I was ticked off. I'd sit there and yell at the television and think, what the heck are you doing? But you don't know that there's another side to this game until you actually get to be around those people. You, you know, yes, baseball is the life for these guys. This is their career. This is what they put their heart and soul into. But these guys have families. These guys have hobbies. These guys have interests. So when I see people on Twitter destroying a certain player for something, you got you just think like, man, what are you doing? Like, this guy's a great guy. Regardless if he has an 0 for 4 day at the plate, this guy's such an awesome person. And that's the part that uh, I think people forget to see and why this job is so cool because these guys aren't famous baseball players to me anymore these guys are just at carpenter tommy fam yadier molina they're just guys that you see every day alex it's been a lot of fun we really appreciate your time 30 minutes it's uh it's flown by. by quick we'll have to have you back sometime running out of regular season baseball <laughs> but we'll, we'll have to have you back on the podcast sometime for alex ferrario my name is brett mcmillan we really appreciate you joining us today just a reminder you can subscribe to the show itunes or podbean just search st louis cardinals podcast listen rate or subscribe we really would love your feedback on the show it drops every tuesday we'll talk to you next time until then this has been the cardinals insider podcast it's blazing hot outside you get in your car to turn on the ac to get cold air pumping but it blows hot air out this issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the ac system you want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.